We only have a couple of announcements. Uh, first announcement, youth and hyphen game night this Saturday at our house from 6 to 9 p.m. Um, please be there. If you are between the ages of 12 and 35, we'd like to have you come on out for some fun and fellowship. Uh, this Sunday, uh, not, next Sunday, not today, February 5th, there is an usher-greeter training after service. So if you are currently an usher or a greeter, uh, please be here for that. Or if you want to be an usher or a greeter, please come and uh, join us with that. Hallelujah. Come, now is the time to worship. Come, now is the time to give your heart. Come, just as you are to worship. Come, just as you are before our God. Come, now is the time to worship. Come, now is the time to give your heart. Come, just as you are to worship. Come, just as you are before your God. Come, one day every tongue will confess you are God. One day every knee will bow. Soon the greatest treasure remains for those. Who gladly choose you now. One day every tongue will confess you are God. One day every knee will bow. Soon the greatest treasure remains for those who gladly choose you now. Come. Now is the time to worship. Come, now is the time to give your heart. Come, just as you are to worship. Come. Just as you are before your God. Come, now is the time to worship. Come, now is the time to give your heart. Come. Just as you are to worship, come, just as you are before your God.
One day every tongue will confess you are God. One day every knee will bow. Still the greatest treasure remains for those who gladly choose you now. One day every tongue will confess you are God. One day every knee will bow. Still the greatest treasure remains for those who gladly choose you now. Come, now is the time to worship. Come, now is the time to give your heart. Come, just as you are to worship. Come, just as you are before your God. Come, now is the time to worship. Come, now is the time to give your heart. Come, just as you are to worship. Come, just as you are before your God. Um, hallelujah. Let's do that right now. We are here to worship him, to magnify his holy name and lift him up. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, you are so worthy, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I bring you the sacrifice of praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'll say yes, Lord, yes, to your will and to your way. I'll say yes. Lord, yes, I will trust you and obey when your spirit speaks to me. With my whole heart I'll agree, and my answer will be yes, Lord, yes. I'll say yes, Lord, yes. To your will and to your way, I'll say yes, Lord, yes. I will trust you and obey when your spirit speaks to me. With my whole heart, I'll agree, and my answer will be yes, Lord, yes. I'll say yes, Lord, yes, to your will and to your way. 
I'll say yes, Lord, yes. I will trust you and obey when your spirit speaks to me. With my whole heart I'll agree and my answer will be yes, Lord, yes. I'll say yes, Lord, yes. To your will and to your way, I'll say yes, Lord, yes. I will trust you and obey when your spirit speaks to me. With my whole heart, I'll agree and my answer will be yes. Lord, yes. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord, use me, Lord, as a tool in your hand. Hallelujah. Guide me, Lord Jesus. Lead me according to your perfect will. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, I love you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. <coughs> Come on, let's praise. Let's praise. Let's praise the Lord. Let's praise. Let's praise. Let's praise the Lord. He brought me out and set me free from this old world of misery. Let's praise, let's praise the Lord. Come on, let's praise, let's praise, let's praise the Lord. Let's praise, let's praise, let's praise the Lord. He brought me out and set me free from this old world of misery. Let's praise, let's praise the Lord. Come on, let's praise, let's praise, let's praise the Lord. Let's praise, let's praise, let's praise the Lord. He brought me out and set me free from this old world of misery. Let's praise, let's praise the Lord. Come on, let's praise, let's praise, let's praise the Lord. Let's praise, let's praise, let's praise the Lord. He brought me out and set me free from this old world of misery. Let's praise, let's praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's do exactly that, can we? Let's praise the Lord Jesus Christ in this place. He's worthy of our worship. He's worthy of our praise. He's worthy to receive all glory and all honor. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. You are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. There is no one higher. There is no one greater than you. You are the God of all the earth. The God of all creation. Heaven is your throne and earth is your footstool. Hallelujah, Jesus. 
You are our God. You are our King, our Lord, our Savior, our Redeemer. You are the lover of our soul. Hallelujah, Jesus. You are all in all. Our ever-present help in time of need. Our exceeding great reward. Oh, And you are ever and altogether worthy of worship and praise. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. You have wrought wondrously. You have done gloriously in our lives. You are powerful to save. You are mighty to heal. Mighty to deliver and to restore. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. We do worship You. We do lift up the mighty name of Jesus Christ in this place. In every place, Your name is worshipped and glorified. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. We delight ourselves in the Lord our God today. And we rejoice in the God of our salvation. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for your so great salvation. Thank you, Jesus, for your sacrifice on Calvary. Thank you for a covenant relationship with you. Thank you that you gave me your name in water baptism. That you've given me the earnest of my inheritance. The gift of the Holy Ghost. Living and dwelling inside of me. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. And daily you cause me to live and walk in victory. Daily your mercies are renewed unto me. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your so great faithfulness. Thank you, Lord, for deliverance and for provision. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for your presence in this place. Your manifest presence, your glory, your power, your authority. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. And for your great love and your mercy and your compassion and your grace. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Our God is worthy. Our God is worthy of all worship and all praise. Praise God. Praise God. I'm not the most demonstrative worshiper, but uh, neither am I going to sit like a lump in the presence of the Lord. You got to do something when you're in the presence of the Lord. You got to respond in some way. You can't help it. Praise God. I'm so looking forward to going home and rejoicing around the throne forevermore. What a time that will be, folks. Our Jesus, we will see. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. But thank God we get a, we get a taste of him right here. Just a glimpse through a glass darkly. Imagine what it's going to be like face to face. Praise God. Praise God.
Amen. Genesis chapter 2, verse 18 is where we'll get our scripture text today. Genesis chapter 2 and 18. The Bible says this, And the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him an helpmeet for him. And that's what we'll be talking about today for the remainder of our time here. Being alone. Alone. Lord Jesus, I pray one more time that you'd bless the remainder of this service, that you would move wondrously and gloriously, that you would minister according to the desperate need represented and according to your perfect will. I pray, Lord, above all else again, that your name would be glorified in us and through us and in the service today. These things we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for standing. You can be seated today. Being alone. Being absolutely, unconditionally alone is something that frightens, I think, all of us, even me as an introvert. I can spend a decent amount of time by myself. But, sooner or later, I'm going to start feeling alone. I'm going to start feeling like I need to spend time with someone. We're not made to be alone. We're not created that way. We're created for fellowship. We're created for communion with one another. We get together and we form families and societies. The first covenant ever established in Scripture was the marriage covenant, where a man and a woman come together. It's not good that anybody, man or woman, should be alone. We're supposed to have fellowship with each other. All of us have experienced, probably, maybe more than once, the feeling of being absolutely alone. Now, I make a distinction between being alone, and the feeling of loneliness. Maybe there's not, but, but I make it, and it's, it's arbitrary and probably artificial, but I make it in my mind here. I see loneliness as, as kind of an emotional thing, the emotional, maybe, reaction of being alone. I'm feeling lonely. <clears throat> but alone, that, that, that's a fact. That's a, that's a statement of fact. That's, some, that's a condition I'm in. I am alone. And being alone is is that's not it's it's not healthy, it's not good. There nothing good comes from extended periods of being alone. For a time it is good. It can be it can be beneficial. It, it and we'll go through some of those, but as you extend that out over months and years and and longer that has a detrimental physiological impact on an individual. We can't handle that. Babies, when they're, when they're born, they tell you they need, they need physical touch. They need to, be, they need to feel that, that, that physical touch on their skin. And babies that don't have that, they suffer from that. We're created to be together. I remember a... a when I was in the Air Force, 
I was tasked to go a couple weeks in Moron, Spain. I was going to go to the command post there, and that's really cool. I didn't know it uh, before I got there, but they, uh, that's a secondary landing location for the, the space shuttle. I didn't know that. And when I got to the command post, I saw uh, instructions on how to land the space shuttle. I'm not going to go into them, but uh, it's pretty cool. It was really cool. But getting there was a disaster. It was an absolute nightmare for me. I landed in um, Madrid. Is that where the bombing was? Okay. I landed in Madrid. It was like two weeks after the bombing, I think. <clears throat> and uh, then I I, I, uh, I think I flew to Marone there. In any case, one of the airports, uh, I realized I had no further instructions. I had no idea where the airbase was. I had no idea how to get to the airbase. I was in Spain. I do not speak Spanish. I had American dollars in my pocket. And everything was in Spanish. So I was stuck. And I was feeling completely alone. Alone in the midst of hundreds of people walking to and fro. I felt like an alien. I had no idea what was going on. I had no idea what the culture was. Uh, do I shake with my left hand or right? I didn't know anything. I don't think it's that differentiated in Spain, but, but I just I didn't know. I was afraid of offending someone. And uh, I finally found a uh, money exchange. He spoke a little Span or English. He spoke a lot of Spanish. He spoke a little English. So I got my money exchanged to euros, and I found, I found a cab driver. He spoke no English, but he had a map. So he wanted me to point where, he, where I want to go on the map. And uh, so I'm like, I was looking for the place. Oh, there it is. This. Right here. Okay. So he drops me off outside the air base. And uh, so I'm like, well, at least I'm at the air base. So I talked to the gate guard. Uh, I need to get to the command post. Okay. Anyway, I got there. But it was a nightmare. It was a disaster. That's, that's something I found that's different from the Army and the Air Force, by the way, Brother McGinnis. The Army, they, they handhold you the entire way. They tell you exactly where to go. They, tell, they give you everything you need. They do everything, at least my experience. In the Air Force, this is where you need to go. This is when you need to be there. And that's it. Yeah. See you in two weeks. <laughs> and, uh, okay. I thought I would appreciate that. Oh, they're treating me like an adult. But uh, I didn't appreciate it. I wanted my hand held. <laughs> anyway, I got there. It was, a, it was a good time overall, but I felt alone. I don't remember feeling more alone than that, t that period of time right there. And uh, all of us have had experiences in our lives at one point or another where we felt that. We've almost palpable feeling of loneliness, of being alone. And uh, in Scripture, I mean, we, we, see, we certainly see examples of that. Uh, the prodigal son, when he had money, 
He had more friends than he could shake a stick at. Uh, he had everybody there. I mean, party 24-7. Always someone to spend time with. But after the money ran out, the only, the only fellowship he had was with pigs. Maybe a pig farmer telling him to go feed him. I can imagine sitting there in the pig slop, he was feeling pretty alone. So alone that he was even willing to go back home. Or maybe he was feeling alone enough where it jarred him to his senses. Job. Rich, successful, highly respected. Everyone who was anyone knew him or wanted to. He sat in the gate. He was a ruler. Everyone came to hear him speak, his wisdom. But during his trial, during his test, even the children disdained him. His friends completely turned on him. And his wife just wanted him to curse God and die. In Job 19.14, he says, My kinsfolk have failed, and my familiar friends have forgotten me. Verse 19 of the same chapter, All my inward friends abhorred me, and they whom I loved are turned against me. Job was feeling pretty alone. In dire straits. In a desperate situation. Just needing someone to understand. At a later point, he's crying out, My friends, have pity on me. Why can't you understand what what I'm going through? But all they had was criticism and judgment. He was alone. Altogether and completely alone. David knew what loneliness was. He was fairly outcast to begin with. Youngest son of a large family. Even forgotten when the the family was called together. Prophet said, you have another son? Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. Uh, David, David, he's he's out in the field, though. Well, go get him. Didn't think it was important enough for David to come to the family meeting. Later on, he was on the run from King Saul. After receiving a promise of the kingship, by the way, you're going to be king. You're anointed to be king. And then he's hanging out with vagabonds and hoodlums and on the run for his life, living in dens and caves of the earth. In Psalm 25:16, he cries out, Turn thee unto me and have mercy on me, for I am desolate and afflicted. If uh, you've ever looked at the process or the policy of solitary confinement, that is one of the most heinous disciplines we have available to us today. And they're not allowed to keep him in there too long. Because if they, yeah, they're not supposed to. They're not allowed to. Who knows if they do or not. But you spend several months or a year or longer in solitary confinement, that starts to affect someone. Yeah, they start to see things. 
They start to have hallucinations. <clears throat> All for the simple reason that... And you can have... You can... You could even have books. You could you could have things you could draw, do art. You could keep occupied. But because there's no human contact, it doesn't matter. They're still affected. <clears throat> Leviticus 13 and 46 says, All the days wherein the plague shall be in him, he shall be defiled, he is unclean. He shall dwell alone. Without the camp shall his habitation be. He'll be forever separated from his people. He'll be forever separated from his loved ones, his family. He shall dwell alone. I made mention of the fact that in the previous service that when we stand before the judgment seat, we're going to be all together alone. Revelation 20, 11-13 says, I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place in him. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged every man according to their works. <clears throat> Every man, individually, by themselves. No group, no professor, no psychiatrist, no one. No lawyer. Just them and everything they've done. Elijah knew what it was like to feel alone, even though it turns out he wasn't. He didn't know that. First Kings 19 and 10 says, He said, I have been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts, for the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, thrown down thine altars, and slain thy prophets with the sword. And I, even I only, am left. And they seek my life to take it away. <clears throat> I can imagine at that point, he felt pretty alone. Ecclesiastes 4, 10 and 11 describes the plight of those that find themselves alone. For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him that is alone when he falleth, for he hath not another to help him up. Again, if two lie together, then they have heat. But how can one be warm alone? Amen. Being alone is not what we were created to be. And every, every time we find ourselves in that state, we know it's wrong. It's not healthy. It's not right. For specific periods of time, it can be beneficial, even sweet. Genesis 32.24 describes Jacob was left alone, and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. Matthew 14.23 says, When he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. When the evening was come, he was there alone. But in this case, we're not really alone. <clears throat> we say we get alone with God. We shut out everyone else, everything else, 
and we just focus and spend time with Jesus Christ. In those instances, those times can be very precious, very sweet. But we're not alone. Physically, maybe, there's no people there, but the presence of God is there. There are reasons that we can find ourselves alone or lonely. Maybe we've made a mistake. We've done the wrong thing. We see that in the prodigal son's life. He was alone kind of by choice. He made a choice in his life and it ended up being the wrong one. Huh. Amazing. We've done that. I've done that. Make the wrong choice, do the wrong thing, and find myself all by myself. We can be alone for doing the right thing as well. We stand for something. We stand for God. Stand for righteousness in this present age. We'll find ourselves alone pretty quick. Tragedy in our lives. will most certainly bring us to a state of loneliness. A loved one dies. Sometimes there's just nothing you can do with that. You have family. You have friends. You're thankful for that. But that loved one is gone now. And no one can replace them. We find ourselves alone. Other people's mistakes are doing the wrong thing. There are instances in people's lives. Uh, their spouse decides, I don't want anything to do with God anymore. I'm leaving. The believing spouse, I mean, at the end of the day, what can you do with that? You may find yourself lonely, all alone, without that spouse because of something they decided. Something they decided to do. And we know, of course, Jesus Christ was alone. He was despised and rejected of men. A man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. He was not accepted by his countrymen. He wasn't even accepted by his family. He was popular for a little while until he started teaching the good stuff. And then everyone said, these are hard sayings. And walked away. And he even believed that the, the twelve would do the same. He asked them, will you leave also? It's uh, when your closest friends, those that you've supped with, those that you've camped with, spent 
years of your life with. Poured your life into. When you have to turn around and are you going to stay too or are you going to leave? But even when we are truly and utterly alone, we're not alone. Not us, the people of God. John 16.32 says, Behold, the hour cometh, yea, is now come, that ye shall be scattered, every man to his own, and shall leave me alone. And yet I am not alone, because the Father is with me. John 8.29 says, He that sent me is with me, the Father hath not left me alone, for I do always those things that please Him. That's the testimony I would like to have. I do always those things that please Him. Deuteronomy 31 and 6 says, Be strong and of a good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them, for the Lord thy God, He it is that doth go with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Proverbs 18.24 says, A man that hath friends must show himself friendly, and there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. And Hebrews 13.5 says, Let your conversation be without covetousness, and be content with such things as ye have. For he hath said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. Amen. Understanding that one, we were never meant to be alone. We have family, both in the secular and in the spiritual. We have friends. We have people that love us. If you find yourself alone, first of all, know that this body right here, we are your family. We are your friends. And I mean that with everything in me. We don't care what you've done. We don't care where you've been. I don't care about any of that. <clears throat> There's a home here. Amen. After that, Jesus Christ is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. He will never leave you. He'll never break covenant with you. He is always and altogether faithful. We're never alone. We may feel alone, but like Elijah, even when we think we are forsaken, alone, left destitute, with nobody there, we have the Lord our God to our help. And we've got to realize that that's enough. He's enough. We were created for fellowship. Most of all, we were created for fellowship with Him. First and foremost, we can have all the fellowship down here that we want, and there's nothing wrong with that. But first and foremost, we were created to have fellowship with God, with Jesus Christ. 
And if we will fulfill that in our lives, this is a very simple message today and very quick. If we'll fulfill that in our lives, we're going to have all the fellowship we want. We're never going to be alone. Down here and spiritually, we'll never be alone. We need fellowship down here. Don't get me wrong. Adam had all the fellowship with God he could get. But God still said, we need something else. We all need to fellowship. We all need FaceTime. Not Apple FaceTime. I need to look at your face. You need to look at mine. I need to hear your voice. Ask how things are going. What are you dealing with? This is what I'm doing. That's good. And we do that with Jesus Christ as well. In prayer. In studying the Word. Fellowship. 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 We don't need to be alone. We don't have to be alone. When we are alone, when our, when our friends have forsaken us, and understand, when people come in, new converts come in to this truth, that happens pretty quick sometimes. Family will forsake them. Their old childhood friends, they're going to leave. <clears throat> or they'll come in. Either one. <clears throat> People need friends. People need fellowship. Sometimes just offering something as simple as simple as let's go grab a cup of coffee, a hot chocolate. Let's just take a fifteen minute break together. Nothing wrong with that. Everything right with that. I I see different statistics, I, I see different reports about our culture today and, you know, the online presence, social media, that kind of stuff. And, folks, I'm glad I never got into social media. I'm just, I tried. I really did, I tried a couple times to, to push myself to use that stuff, but I, I could just, I never could. But now I'm glad I didn't, because the stuff that's coming back now is awful. It's horrible what it does to your brain, what it does to uh, all the way up to society as a whole. I mean, it's there, there, there are tools that can be used for good, absolutely, but, but it's, I mean, you see, you see, you see a family sitting at a table at the restaurant, and they're all on their phone. I mean, that's not just a meme anymore. That's, that's the standard. You see that all the time. It used to be families would sit around the supper table and, and talk about their day. What happened at school? What happened at work? What happened here? You know, and just and talk. People don't do that anymore. But it's not because people don't need that anymore. 
People still need that. People still want that. It's just we've been trained not to do it now. Sitting in a waiting room. God help you if you don't have some device to look at or a magazine to pick up. Because then you're stuck. <laughs> hey there. Yeah. Now i got to talk to that guy. <clears throat> and it's it's. I used to think that people would think it weird if I would strike up a conversation. I really thought that, but they're thinking the same thing. They want to say something, but they're thinking oh, he's going to think I'm weird. I figured out a whole lot of things when I started to realize that, you know. People are a lot like I am. They have the same fears, the same doubts. They're not worried about what I'm doing or how I'm dressed. They got their own worries. I'm not worried about what, what people are thinking or, or dressing like. I got my own worries. So do they. So I just learned to stop being a little bit less concerned about what they thought of me because they're thinking about all kinds of other things. More important things to them. A looming divorce. Problems at work. A mortgage that's late. Health problems. A loved one's health problems. They got bigger concerns, folks, than how much hair I have or how my shoes look. <clears throat> and a simple, hey, how's it going? Have you been waiting long? I'm just trying to gauge how, how much time I'm going to spend here. Now the ice is broke. Now we can talk. <clears throat> People want that. People want friends. Real friends. Not clicks on a, on a social media site. That does, that does generate dopamine. You get addicted to that, uh, just like any drug. It's, argue all you want. The scientific evidence is all out there in black and white. People are addicted to those things because of the dopamine rush. But in any case, they want real relationships with people. Someone they can call, hey, I'm in town. Can it, can I stop over for a little bit? Absolutely. Come on over. Someone I can do that with. Hey, I'm doing some shopping. What do you say we go grab a burger? That's fun. That's cool. Building a relationship. People need that. You and I need that. I was done ten minutes ago. <clears throat> But I just, I just want us to understand. I want us to understand how important it is. Something as simple as we're in ministry. All of us are in ministry. This is something that we can most certainly minister to. People are alone. They're alone in a, in a sea of people. They're alone at work. 
people are alone at church of all places. That is something we can absolutely minister to. That is a need that we can take care of. That God can use me in to alleviate. And as we alleviate that, and we develop a relationship with Him, guess what invariably happens? They start sharing stuff. Yeah, sorry, I just I'm going through this divorce. Uh, yeah, I, I, my dad's in the hospital, and whatever it is. And then the second thing that happens is, so why are you so calm all the time? Why are you so happy all the time? You said you got this and that going on. How do you deal with that? You go to church how much? What church do you go to? Why? What do you believe? Question, 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 question. And you? Answer, 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 answer. It's easy peasy. So much easier than knocking a hundred doors to get a Bible study that they call back and say, "Sorry, you got to cancel." Never, never had that happen before. <laughs> Amen. But we're ministers, and this is a need we can minister to. If any of us in this room today are feeling alone or experiencing loneliness, please understand two things. One. We are here for you. No matter what the need is, we are here for you. I don't care how stupid or silly it sounds, we're here for you. We want to minister to that need. Second of all, the Lord Jesus Christ is here. We're never, ever alone. Because God, who was alone, perhaps the most poignant example of that is when He was hanging on the cross. And he shouted out, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? He was utterly alone on the cross. He knows what you're going through. He knows how to minister to that. Amen. Let's all stand.